So, gentlemen, uh, how how was your week? Uh, what's what's going on there, Chrissy? It wasn't great. Uh, that sounds promising. I can't really talk about it though. Okay, moving on, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> they might be able to get him down to manslaughter. You're listening to the worst thing ever. So I was I was coming back from the gr- the grocery store. Um, before we recorded and there's a there's a little local bar near my apartment building and there were two distinct wigs in the street uh as i was driving (laughs) home and i was like wow some shit went down last night trying to imagine what what would happen to have two wigs just in the street that's a part how distinct were they well distinct as in they were two complete wigs Oh, I thought you meant like one wig was like, you know, beaded uh, Jamaican style hair. And then the other one was like <laughs> rainbow a dash. blue B-52 style beehive. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're just they're just two regular old curly brown wigs. I say distinct see- because, you know, to give the instead of the impression that it got torn in half and spread and scattered in the streets. No, there were two whole wigs in the street. But it's so it's it's less interesting in a way that it, they were uniform wigs. Yeah, there were two of them, but they were part of like a bank job or something. Yeah, see the fact that they're mundane wigs actually makes it more interesting cuz you see two like weird crazy cosplay wigs like shit, it was just Friday night in the village. But you see like two mundane you're like Oh man, some kind of like uh, you know, Thelma and Louise heist oh, yeah. happened or something. Better a street fight that I missed. I should probably look it up, see what happened. About two months ago, or I don't know exactly when it happened, sometime in the last six months, my local movie theater that's like two blocks away, like went off grid. Like I've seen, you know, slowly more and more movie theater. And like there's still some out there in various places that like don't aren't connected to any of the online ticketing systems. This one was and has now broken that off. And like all of them, you look it up on, on all those sites and it's like, this theater does not do online ticketing. I'm like, they must be losing money on that proposition then. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's like, you know, licensing fees to get on board with that. So if your business is bad already, that's probably not great. They were constantly uh, having problems with the little machine that you use to pick up your tickets. Oh, okay. So like, my the theater I go to is a Fandango, and I need that because it's an hour drive away. So I don't go out to the theater to buy the tickets day of. So I just showed my phone to the ticket taker, and he scanned it, and I went into the theater. Well, I find it's different, like every time, because yes, yeah, sometimes if I go book on Fandango, it just gives me yeah the QR code on a paper that I can flash to the guy or whatever. Um, and then sometimes it's like, no, you have to go to the kiosk and get them. It's it's really weird. There doesn't seem to be an established protocol where you know what, what you're going to get, which I dislike because yeah, we live in that future now where I want to just be able to like hold my smartwatch up and them hit me and I can walk through without fucking with like before I was happy not to interact with humans. And now I'm like, you know what? If I can minimize the machines too, that'd be ideal. Are you going to the same theater every time? It is different theaters. Yeah, I'm going to the same theater every time, so I'm getting a consistent okay. experience. Although, man, I am loving the new, um, the new AMC theater seating. Oh, with the, the recliners, pleather, and the automatic yeah. recliners. God damn, those are awesome! And the assigned seating. Oh, that's the thanks best part. shits. I love the assigned yeah. seating. <laughs> well, I mean, it's nice. I mean, I usually get there early anyway, just because that's how I roll. But it's nice not to have to get there extra early. 
just so that you're not like straddling the handicap bar so that you don't have to sit right up next to Thor's cock at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, I uh, thankfully or unthankfully Meg has a thing where she she has to see all of the uh, TNT promos first look and the all the previews. So we're we're the, we were there 45 minutes early yesterday. Oh, you have to be, dude. How else are you going to know what Della Reese is? <laughs> right, exactly. Whatever um uh what's her nuts? Uh fuck. Kevin Bacon's wife. Kira Sedgwick, yeah. Yeah. And whatever Judd's sister is currently in rotation. So, Chris, have we talked about that or is that actually like a separate data point where like for me, for a period of about six years, every single time I went to a movie, they talked about the fucking closer with Kira Sedgwick. Oh, no, they they do that because they push that shit hard. Very hard. And it works because my parents love that show. (laughs) You could say they closed the deal on that. Uh, I would not say that. Musical Sting. No, I wouldn't. Oh, but I was ready to take my sunglasses off and everything. Yeah, the <laughs> changing gears. Yeah, everything DC is putting out is like the most joyless, dark bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I every DC movie that they've announced so far, it's one of these rare occasions cases where the more I see and hear about it, the less excited I am. Like every single piece of footage or anything, like just bums me out more. They do not know what they're doing. They're trying way too hard to catch up to the money-making engine that is the MCU that they're not doing it right. I think the problem was that um, the Batman, those the Nolan Batman movies were so successful and the the when they tried to make a colorful fun movie in green lantern it just didn't work so they're like well they retreated to whatever made them money and i get that but that's such executive thought because anyone that you know watches movies as a fan will be like the jokey funness was not <laughs> the problem with green lantern right. and i would refute that it was particularly jokey or fun like it was badly written poorly cast with a bad story concept like the parts of the movie that work work extremely well yeah sinestro the, was great yeah and the nolan verse works not because it's dark and gritty and joyless but because it's fucking nolan and he's a spectacular filmmaker that knows how to pull good actors together. And and like there were parts of, you know, for whatever you say about the dark and gritty nature of the Nolan movies, like there are some really funny, you know, bits of dialogue there, most of them involving Morgan Freeman. Yeah. But some involving Alfred too. My question too is like is am I the only one that is really weirded out by the casting of Alfred for the new movie? I haven't even seen him. I've not been following that at all. It's um Oh God! I just blanked. Uh, he was the he was the Obi Wan Kenobi in Aragon, and uh, he was Scar in The Lion King. Help me out, Tim here. Curry, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Why would you make the one character that's supposed to be like the solid rock foundation of morality and guidance one of the creepiest motherfuckers in Hollywood? I don't know, man. That's like, I, I mean, he's he can do he can do the uh, the stuffy like accent and delivery, but yeah, he does have kind of like a serial killer vibe to him. Yeah, I mean, he just has an inherent creepiness that I think runs so counter to what Alfred should be that I've almost taken it up as a symbol of everything wrong that's wrong with what they're doing with these movies. They needed more gravel. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. I mean, the last Superman, Jesus Christ, you take a character that is 
basically the comic symbol of hope and just make it such a, a ridiculous, stupid, pointless tragedy through the whole fucking movie. I don't know why we thought this would be different. And then they can't even keep a director for Wonder Woman. Yeah, that cracks me up. Like they are they're falling all over each other about how to how to fail that project most. And it's and it's especially sad because, you know, if they want to start taking on uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one of the main critiques people keep saying is like, man, can Marvel do a female superhero? Like, why is there no female superhero? So if they could just get their shit together and do one good Wonder Woman movie like that would that would give them so much of a jump start. But they cannot get that shit together. They got like five different people writing it, like not together, like. Uh, you know, in competition with each other, they can't keep a director. Like they, they can't decide on fucking wardrobe. Took them forever to figure out. Like I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, I think that uh, Captain Marvel will beat them, and and Agent Carter has already beat them out the gate on that. Agent Carter's really good. I'm very dismayed we still don't have a a yay nay announcement on continuing that because I, I love that show. Yeah, I, I was actually really surprised by that show just in terms of how dead on they hit a lot of the the bullshit that she had to go through yeah i was like all right this is this is the exact right level of preachy yeah it's no holds barred portrayal of like realistic gender roles at that time it's surprisingly well done period piece nature given the budget of the show and I think it's actually paced quite well. Like, I, I enjoy that show a lot. I'm surprised that it doesn't have a stronger following that would get it an instant green light for season two, especially when you consider that, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did the spectacular 180 to success and is now getting another spinoff of it. I think if Carter had been a Netflix show like Daredevil, it would already have a renewal. But because it's it, it was broadcast TV and they used it as a midseason S.H.I.E.L.D. filler, I don't know. I think they might still do that if because Marvel and Netflix now have that relationship and Daredevil was so successful that if if the TV, the, the broadcast didn't work, then transitioning that to Netflix would not be hard. Yeah. And I'll also say uh, as much as I am adoring Daredevil so far, I'm, I'm, I haven't finished it. I need to marathon. Um, every time I watch Daredevil, as fucking wonderful as it is, I'm like. Okay, give me Punisher. This this could be. I need you can do it. I know you can do it. I'm watching it. I just get the skull shirt. They that's another one where they just can't seem to get that shit right. They really can't. Although to be fair, like I didn't have a problem with that first Jane Thomas uh, Punisher movie. Like it wasn't quite what I wanted, but it was done pretty damn well, all things considered. I just think it didn't really resonate with the mainstream audience. But on Netflix, you don't really have to hit the mainstream audience you can target a more niche demo yeah i mean punisher to a certain extent is like uh uh judge dread and um and sin city like it's in the really violent uh vigilante fan box that i know that yeah. you play in yeah no i i definitely love vigilante vengeance tales so the thought of like a a relatively high budget punisher series that has the time to add nuance to the violence would be man that would that would just be my catnip so like ray you and i share like the illness of of like having something like this pop in your head and it's right at the periphery of of information 
that you have and it's like gonna drive you fucking crazy like like you know i i get the texts from you that are like uh what what was the guy who played the dad in small wonder because my internet connection is <laughs> yeah. shitty right now and like i i do the same thing because it like it drives me out you know and it's like there's there's this sense of like i have to i have to be able to remember this or i have to get closure on this thing that ultimately does not matter like at all it's of utmost importance it it you know what it is it's the psychological equivalent of having a hung process yeah. on your computer and it's like until i shut this down things are not gonna work at yeah, optimal it's, a, it's an open loop that's chewing up all available cpu <laughs> and so that's an illness that we have i think a lot of people do um but <laughs> I, I was so meg and i uh about a week ago went to disneyland right and um and we're driving down, and like we, we leave, and we know we Meg looks at th- looks it up, and she's like, "Oh, there's a bunch of traffic in L.A." Which is not all surprising. Every time we do this, there's like, "Okay, we got how how exactly will we navigate around the bullshit in the traffic capital of the universe, uh, Hell's asshole, Los Angeles?" Um, and so like, was that like a parenthetical? <laughs> kind of. It's more like um, it's more like a uh, a title like Daenerys, Queen of or Mother of Dragons, you know, Freer of Slave, blah, but like. That's the proper name for Los Angeles. You got to give all those honorariums in there. Anyway, so we're there's always like a okay, which of the the several ways to get to Disneyland are we going to take to avoid whatever the fuck bullshit is happening in Los Angeles this time? So we do that. It's going pretty well, and uh, we're we're on a, an alternate route that obviously we're not the only people to have that thought, and so it's starting to get a little jammed up, and then it gets to the point where it is just dead locked, and it was nowhere on the um on the traffic map at the time. We're just like, okay, this is completely gridlocked and there's no indication as to why. So we're like, I mean, like I could actually have stopped the engine like dead stop for a while. Stop and go. It's like real bummer. It takes, you know, another half hour or so for us to sort of move very far. And then we finally get to what was obviously causing this this block up. And a couple is... of wigs on the highway. <laughs> couple of, of exact <laughs> uniform wig. No. Um, no, it's uh, what I would call a, um, a a bank robbery van. You know those those white like the windows are on the back are are not windows like panel van kind of thing. Right. And it is perfectly balanced on a four foot tall concrete. Like LA's freeways have not just like a median, but but like like super K rail, like really tall because they they are trying to make it so you can't even see the cars on the other side of the road for like noise reasons and just distraction or whatever. Like they are really serious about some of those, those divider walls. So like, this is at least four feet in, in the air. Right. And this fucking van is perfectly balanced halfway on our side and halfway on the other side in a way that I <laughs> like, you know, okay, now I get why everybody, cause as soon as you got past it, it was wide open. Everybody was clear. And it was like, I hate, you know, when people just bring grind to a halt just to look at something that's not like a safety issue. You know, because this was well off the side of the, you know, the middle of the media, whatever. Yeah, it was pure rubber. Yeah, but it was like, how in the fuck? Because it looks, it I'm looks not even mad. The world, like, like a crane, like very carefully placed that van smack on the middle of the thing. So it was like perfectly, it wasn't falling down on either side. It was like perfectly balanced. And there's no fucking way that that van like jumped up to that high of a point and landed in that exact spot. And there was no damage on the van or on the wall. 
We're going to read tomorrow. This is like a new elaborate ad campaign from Crazy <laughs> Glue, like the modern day equivalent of the guy holding his hard hat. Well, so that's beam. that was what occurred to me at the time is like what what I want is is like uh, them to bring back unsolved mysteries, but like combined with the mildly interesting subreddit. So like shit like that, where, you know, like I just <laughs> post like, OK, so I was driving down, uh, <laughs> driving down the five and I saw this fucking van on a wall. What's that all about? And then, like, they reanimate the corpse of Robert Stack and, like, bring him back and send him out there. And he gets all the dirt and they put it together in a show that's like, so that finally, a week later, I can watch the show and be like, oh, that's what that was all about. Thanks, Robert Stack. And then they burn Robert Stack's corpse <laughs> so that they can use him again next week. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're doing Unsolved Mysteries, you got to get your stack on. Like, they just don't even try. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, also, also a matter of just, I want more Unsolved Mysteries. But I want, <laughs> I kind of want them to be those annoying, like how did this even possibly happen but it doesn't matter things that we tend to forget in like 10 minutes i will never forget k-rail van tonight on unsolved mysteries a mcdonald's hamburger clearly assembled by man but what twisted man would put the hamburger patty <laughs> on top of the bun <laughs> well Bang. i mean you've got to encounter those things throughout the throughout your day that's just like you look at it and you go, how did how did that happen? How could that have possibly like it's not like it matters, it's not like anybody's gonna be injured or anything. He flew off an overpass miles away, just happened to land on a wiener mobile, which gave him <laughs> enough vertical lift. That's more it's <laughs> probably for some unlicensed movie project. Oh, that's priceless though, man. I would have liked it's to see that. It's still gonna kinda gnaw at me. And there are there like that happens, that was the most recent example, but that happens like with a, a fair amount of frequency where there are things I encounter that I'm just like for hours later, I'm trying to figure out how, how, what are the circumstances that led to that? Yeah, that's really bizarre, man. If, if only we were in Russia where they had dash cams on every car. <laughs> this is like the kind of thing for the, like for the next three weeks, we're going to just come to each other like, dude, dude, <laughs> what if the van? No, like... I expect all of us to have a cork board with red string, like by the end of the day. Kaiser Soze? <laughs> I do find it awkward that, like, people like me and Patrick, whose brains are uniquely calibrated to hate this kind of shit, like, the non-availability of sufficient information to, to answer a query, but now other people will come to us with their shit, and, and somehow yeah. we know. Like, so, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and he's like, <sighs> Madonna song, it's old, it's like the uh, ultimate fuck song, and I'm like, you got anything else? Like, no. <laughs> Justify my love. He's like, that's it. Yeah, it's it's like the the peripheral brain whisperer. What was the one that yeah. you sent me the other day? It was uh, I can't remember the way you, you phrased the question. It ended up being Aaron Neville. Oh right. A uh, while back, uh, the family and I took uh like a little cruise. Like we went out to the Florida Keys and stuff, and um, you know, it was, it was a fun time. But the, the cruise ship, like, in the cabin, there was a little TV with, you know, just a couple of channels, like, you know, boat information and, a, like, a kid's channel or whatever. And then I don't think they were, like, networks. It was something that they had piped in locally. And one channel, this kid's channel, around the clock, was showing this show I had never fucking heard of called The Little People, which is basically, like, a village of claymation and Duplo fuckers getting in, like, really mundane issues that are solved through friendship and not being a dick you know kind of, i hate i hate this already yeah it's kind of standard preschool fare but what blew my fucking mind was that the intro sequence is performed by r&b legend aaron neville 
And if you've never heard Aaron Neville, he has a very specific, like, high-pitched, weird voice. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So he's just like, the little people. Like, it's the most... Like, it bores into your head, like that scene from Wrath of Khan when they put the bugs in the helmets. Like, it's really bad. And me and my daughter became obsessed with just how <laughs> fucked up this was. So, it was like, God, I don't know. Ye- you know, it's been a, a year or two since we did this, at least. And we were out somewhere, and she mentions that. Like, the little people. I'm like, oh, God, right, with the fucked up song. And so, for an entire... Like, it had to be five hours. I'm like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Because I wanted to look it up on my phone to show her friend. And I'm like, and Aaron Neville just <laughs> erased from my mind. He just did not exist. I couldn't think of a song he did. I couldn't think of anything else he'd been on. I couldn't remember the name of the show, just that it was a good show. So just all valid frames of reference were gone. And so, look, you didn't know much, but you know you loved him. Exactly. So I, I get on the phone and I'm in the middle of like, a, you know, a legit like forest and I have barely any data. I had just enough data to be like, Patrick, help me. Like, no data. <laughs> Cruise the crazy R&B guy with the whiny like poodle voice. And I shit you not. It was like, I mean, it took him like maybe five minutes. He's like, so I, I didn't I, I didn't get the te- I responded as soon as I got the text. But yeah, here's I have the message, dude. I'm in a shit data area, and I'm trying to remember something. What's the old school R&B singer with the crazy high whistly vocal style? <laughs> and from that, I was like, uh, Aaron Neville. <laughs> and I could like I could feel the palpable relief on Ray's end of the conversation. <laughs> after that. It was, you know, it, it's like like as soon as I read Aaron and then N E. I was just like, ah, oh, like I wanted to drop to my knees. It was the feeling of release when you're like watching the defrag bars line up and that last one snaps into place are, are, are we sure that you two weren't like separated at birth not sure well, they were they were separate at birth yeah they were not born siamese we were it was two distinct babies yeah. as chris would that's say that's my that's my shtick is saying two distinct somethings there should you should come up with a neologism for that mm-hmm. ray stole my bit i'm mad they're two distinct bits chris <laughs> You can file a grievance through the official hotline. With HR? Yeah. Who's our HR representative? Uh, it's John, unfortunately. Yes. Well, fuck. It was a poor hire, I'll admit. We can't fire him. But it's like, we we can't get rid of him because who would we go to? I saw this um this thing on Twitter that cracked my ass up. because like so, so Ray and I are able to find, generally find stuff we're looking for. Like, we know how to satisfy that, that incredible need to have an answer for some stupid question that doesn't matter. Um, but I, so every now and then there's something so generic that you're looking for that it's like impossible to, uh, to like get the right search terms to, cause you, if you had the right search terms, you'd have the answer you're looking for. And I saw this tweet that fuck, I rolled laughing on this tweet. It was a, uh, like, you know, people, um, take pictures of like a, uh, uh, Google suggestions or whatever, or a Google search history trying to like come up with something. This was, um, this image that was like. The search is for rolling hay, wind garbage. If town is deserted, this happens on the ground. <laughs> and it was oh, tumbleweed. The header was, yeah. I remember the word tumbleweed. I'm like, that's fucking genius. Oh, that's great. And But the funny thing is, I guarantee you that hit. Like, he found it with those terms. <laughs> oh, but now that's that my, like, go-to example of this, where it's just like, 
I couldn't remember the word tumbleweed, and I couldn't come up with the right sequence of words to describe a tumbleweed. And I think there's like, once you have a certain degree of, of success in finding those answers in a timely fashion, like on the regular, the your tolerance for not being able to is it just goes to shit. Like, you know, like five minutes of I can't remember, yeah. you know, the name of the guy who played Major Dad, Gerald McGraney. It gets so more so much more angry as time goes on. Yeah. No, it's it's ridiculous. Like you'll go to like, huh. I wonder, you know, it'll be something so mundane, like, I wonder where the first place Nutella was created was or whatever. You know, it's completely and if you can't find it like in the first five minutes, you're just weeping like <laughs> I was a god once. They looked like big, <laughs> strong hands. Speaking of that the hibachi place that you were talking about. I, I'm um, unreasonably irritated by places that don't actually have their menu like accurate. You know, like you go there and people are like, "Oh no, you should get this," and it's like, "That's not that's not on the menu." It's like, "Oh, you just ask them for it." And I'm like, "How the f how the fuck am I supposed to know that?" Like, I get I get unreasonably angry, and I find that a lot of them are like like Asian or hibachi places. Like, I mean, like, what are you talking about? Like, just like a a. A modification on an existing thing or like a completely separate thing secret you just have to know kind of, a lot of them are like total secret menu like oh yeah you can totally get uh you know fried rice with uh, sauce on top of it and egg rolls in a bowl you just have to know to ask that for that and it's like what the what they they do that at torchy's tacos here in austin and every single one of them are delicious I don't know. I'm I'm too big of an advocate for procedure to to do secret menu stuff. I'm just like no this is the acceptable parameters from which I can eat. And that is how I will do. I'm not going to be that guy. This is kind of what I'm talking about. I am. I'm like, okay, number one, I would love to sample your secret dishes, but how am I supposed to know them? Unless, you know, there's some invite only club of, of knowledge here. That's bullshit. So this plays, this plays into me because I, I so very rarely try like a new f f quote unquote fast food or quick food restaurant because uh, the pressure of going into one without knowing the menu and knowing what I want to get and, and going up to a counter and then there's a line behind me and I don't know what I want is too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely I, I am one of those people that like I don't like to I don't like to order things and then go, oh, but could you replace the, you know, the burger with a turkey patty and use, you know, aioli instead of uh, mustard and, you know, like basically rewriting the entire menu to my server. Like, I fucking hate that, and I hate being that guy. Yeah, if, I feel like being an asshole when, I, when I'm doing that. And I will, I will choose things that I think I'm going to enjoy less that don't require modification over something that, like, I think that sounds really good, except for, like, this one part that I'd have to ask them to do something about. And, like, I have friends who've worked at, uh, as servers at restaurants. Like, my friend Amber is, like, the queen of that. And, you know, she was like, oh, no, no, I've been in their shoes enough times that, like, you know, you tip accordingly for being a pain in the ass, but that's their job. They, they deal with it. And, but I'm still not sold. Like, I'm just not sold. Yeah, I mean, plus, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm karmically more likely to have my shit not fucked up if I go with the established route, you know? I'll do, like, I mean, at, like, a burger place, I'll say, listen, you know, no mayo, no tomato. Because it, it completely ruins it. Like, I might as well just order something else. Um, and those places are pretty, like, have a pretty good system for just striking certain items. You know, it's not like, it's not like the people that go to a, a, a sit-down restaurant and they're like, could you re replace the uh, asparagus with shallots on this meal? It's like, what, th what the fuck? No, why would you assume they can do that? Yeah, I think, it, like, in a, in a, 
a casual dining restaurant, like the only acceptable modification is just to remove a thing. Like if you just you're allergic to or you just really hate a thing, I think it's not unreasonable to be like, hey, Charles, no, no onions on this. But any anything else, like no onions, yeah. but add a spare like that's too much. If it's a shallot, you've probably the got a shallot auger somewhere <laughs> in the back. <laughs> but so it, the interesting thing is like uh I, I am incredibly, you know, and like if I get my order fucked up. I cannot go back to the restaurant and be like, fix this. I just deal with it. Or like if they bring something out at a restaurant and it's not what I asked for, I just kind of lump it. Like I just don't like to make waves like that. And Meg, Meg could not be more the opposite. Yeah. She is like, you know, eager to, to uh, you know, go yell at them on someone's behalf even. I'm slowly coming around to this because the more time goes by, like the more frequently my shit is fucked up. Like it used to happen occasionally. Now it's pretty much every time I go anywhere. And yeah, I'm usually going through a drive through and I don't want to be the guy that like stops yeah. and checks the bag and holds the lineup to check. So I'm frequently like home before I realize something's fucked up, but I don't care as long as I have food. <laughs> like, you know, there's got to be a toe in it before I'll complain. Usually I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll eat the tomato or fuck it. You know, whatever. But like, if I get there and just like my sandwich is just not there, like then I go into a, a fucking rage. I'll, I'll actually like to Patrick, what you were saying is like, you, you'll, it'll be fucked up, but you'll be like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Only one. I'll only get mad when they're like, no, no, no. Let me take it back. I'm like, bitch fucking end you <laughs> don't touch my food yeah i'm just like i'm like no i just i just don't want to hold up the line i don't want to make waves i don't want to make this any more difficult and it's not it's not that big a deal like i'll get over it whatever you know it's just i just don't have i don't have that bloodlust in me for such small things but there's this uh there's this place actually dan you uh we went there when you were uh here um it's a pho place and um they are notorious like many of these places i'm talking about in terms of like there's many things that they'll make that are simply not on the menu or like things on the menu that they've like put electrical tape over and it's just like, no, that doesn't exist anymore, but we're not making new menus. Deal with it. <laughs> and um, the thing that Meg always gets is uh, she like when she's getting pho instead of like the fried rice or whatever, like all of the pho options have meat. And one time she asked, like, could you can you just do pho without meat? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just we'll just do it plain. Do you want like tofu in that? And she's like, no, no, just just nothing. I just want some soup. And they were like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Because, I mean, th that's, I think, fits into the, okay, just do one thing less than you would normally do. I'm not asking you to put shallots instead of the asparagus. Just, you know, leave something off. Okay, can we yeah. can we stop using the shallots example? Because shallots do not replace <laughs> asparagus in any way. No, listen, you use a banana for scale and you use a shallot for supplement. That's the rule. She, that was successful. And, and because she is that type of person that I am not, she was then emboldened. <laughs> and the steak the stakes were raised can you take the noodles out <laughs> the next time she was like could i get extra onions because she really really likes the onions and she, i mean i think if you're like no don't don't put any meat or tofu or anything in there but just you know give me like the cheapest thing that you can put in here which is onions <laughs> maybe the sprouts she doesn't like sprouts um and that was also successful but then she was disappointed because they only did there's two kinds of onions there's like the scallions and the big white onions so the next time she was like, could I get extra onions and like both kinds of onions? Now she, I feel like she's crossed the line now. <laughs> I, I know. Well, that's the thing. I, I basically called out on that. I was like, come on. And she was like, no, it's the Meg special. And so now we've talked about this. We've called this the Meg special because she's basically invented her own menu <laughs> item that is like broth with a fuck ton of onions in it. 
essentially. <laughs> well, see, whereas you're assigning that moniker to a dish, I'm in my mind, I'm just like, every time a certain type of Meg behavior happens, that's a Meg special. <laughs> we were talking about it, and she wanted to... Uh, she likes the na this name, obviously, because it has her name on it, and, and she thinks it's a really great like item. She's like, this should be on the menu. So now we've basically concocted this strategy of, like, we need to write Yelp reviews talking about the Meg special and what it is in the hopes that we can basically incept that <laughs> item Try onto to get the groundswell. menu of this restaurant. Patrick, you are enabling <laughs> psychopathic behavior. Uh, you know, you lost me early. Now I'm on board, like, subversively altering the system appeals to well, me. And, and like I, I'm, I'm actually okay with incepting the menu just because I already have an issue that, with the fact that the menu is like a suggestion not law like it's not it's it's not what it's it's not the order out of chaos that it's supposed to be yeah so fuck it let's have some real chaos man I was god I was about to lose my mind I'm usually pretty cool about this kind of thing but when we after we saw Ultron you know we it was late everybody's hungry I'm like, what do you want to get? And Ashley goes, I've been wanting to try this uh, Pollo Loco place. And I say, you know, I don't know what the fuck that is. She's like, well, let's just, I'll look up the menu on the phone and we'll just do the drive-thru. It's open late. So Pollo Loco appears to basically be like Boston Market with an island flair, as near as I can tell. No, it's more Mexican. They're, they're, they're everywhere okay. out here. Meg loves that place. Well, I didn't fucking eat it. And I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> we go through, everybody decides what they want. I go through the drive-thru. And there's like a dude in front of us at the drive-thru and, and he's sitting there and he's not talking and the speaker isn't talking. And this continues for like, you know, six solid minutes. And I'm like, I, I don't know what's happening. Should we go somewhere else? She's like, no, just give it a minute. Like, okay. Eventually the woman like speaks up. They talk at length. He goes ahead. So we pull up and Again, I'm sitting there for six solid minutes with no acknowledgement that I'm there. And I'm like, is just is this a, is there like one person working that's just like doing everything or are they trying to send us a subtle message because they're cleaning? Like, I, I don't know. I don't feel good about this. Again, let's leave. She's like, no, no, no. Get we're used here. to it. Let's just see what happened. It took it took the guy a while. Yeah. So she finally answers. I'm like, OK, can I get this? She's like, we don't have that. What? OK, can I get this? We don't have that. I'm like, what do you have? And she's like, oh, well, we just don't have this and this. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to get something else. Don't worry about it. So I, I give them uh, my daughter's order and they're like, we don't have that. And it's a third thing that she didn't mention. And at this point, I'm furious. And I'm like, you know what? Just, look, we're, we're going to regroup and we'll come back around. And so I pull out and I pull into the parking lot so that, you know, the kid can pick something else. Ashley's like furious. She's like, what are you doing? What? We could have just stayed there. Now we got to go back around. I'm like, look, your daughter <laughs> needs to eat and they apparently don't have food. We need to come up with a plan. So everybody looks at the menu again. We, you know, we come up with alternate suggestions. At this point, the kid has seen the wisdom of my leadership. He's like, you know what? I'm I'm good, Dad. Don't sweat it. And I'm like, cool. We're going to go get tacos after this. The shitty taco place always answers. So Ashley still wants Pollo Loco. So we, we pull around. Now, at this point, three other cars have gotten in thing. And every single car is the same exact thing. Like six minutes before they're Bail I, I've, I'd have bailed by now. I'm gone. Yeah, it, I, I'm like losing my mind. Like I'm twitching and like I got one vein going in my head. I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm not even supposed to be here. I didn't want to go fucking pull you alone. I'm never coming to this fucking place again. These people are idiots. So I'm, you know, I'm just ranting and irritated. 
And we finally get up there. Again, we wait. She answers the thing. I'm like, okay, she wants this and this and mashed potatoes. And she's like, okay, we got it. I'm like, cool. And I'm just about to pull out. And Ashley goes, no gravy. I'm like, what? She's like, no gravy on the mashed potatoes. I'm like, oh, hey, uh, no, no gravy. It's and she's too like, late. What? I'm like, no gravy. <laughs> well, you no, know, here's what it is. She's like, I don't have gravy. I'm like, no, wait, uh, no, wait. I go, no, no, no gravy. And she's, I swear to Christ, she goes, I, I don't want gravy. The woman in the speaker says, I don't want gravy. And I'm like, what? And oh she's like, God. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, what did you want? And I'm like, I want the mashed potatoes. I don't want any gravy on it. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Pull around. So we pull around, we get the food, and we're leaving. So I'm going to drop them off at home and then go get tacos for me and the kid. And so she she goes to look, you know, look at the food, and I'm like, don't open the box. Because I swear to God, if you open that box and there's gravy on it, I'm going to drive through that fucking building. I, I mean, I had not quite that infuriating experience. But uh, one time, um, me and uh, my girlfriend at the time and Brian and Lindsay went to uh, this chain restaurant called On the Border. Now, can you can you suss out from the name what kind of cuisine that might be? Ah, uh, I'm guessing it's I'm guessing Madonna focus because of over the borderline swing and a miss. Am I am I wrong? Damn. I'll regroup and come back later. So it is a well-known Mexican place. And we had a similar thing where we sat down, like 20 minutes go by, no one acknowledges us. Like, and I've been to Mexican places where they're like, hey, like like it's seat yourself. So we sit down and like no one acknowledges, and you know, but there's like I've been to places where they they bring by the chips and they're like, I'll be right with you. And then it like takes a while because they get busy or whatever. But this was just like we were basically crashing their restaurant. Yeah, your kind's not welcome at our, at the border. You know, and they were being courteous to not kick us out, but they weren't actually going to serve us food of any type. So we, we you know, we finally get flag somebody down, we get drinks, takes a while, then we finally decide what we want. And I had the same exact uh, menu paralysis that I was talking about before of like, okay, this sounds good, but I don't want avocado on it. This sounds good, but I don't want sour cream. And it seems to be pretty mixed into it. And like, you know, just trying to figure out. Finally, I figure out something that I'm like, all right, this is a winner. I'll go with this. And we we order, and how, through some bizarre twist of fate, what everyone else ordered goes through without a hitch. They're, he's like, "Yep, got it, cool, that's fine." I and they had like substitutions. They were like, "You know, can you? Uh, I don't know, fucking make this chicken instead of steak or whatever, right?" Put some shallots on it. Gets to me, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, gets to me, and I'm like, "All right, let me show you how it's done. I'm not gonna fuck with this guy at all. I'm gonna make this, you know, as easy peasy as possible, straight off the menu." So I, I, I asked for the thing I want. He's like, I'm sorry, uh, we, we can't do that. I was like, oh, well, uh, what, do, what do you mean? And he says the following words that I never thought possible at a Mexican restaurant, which are, we're out of rice. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what? Wait, I'm like, wait, the entire table was frozen wait, for like 30 seconds just trying to understand the statement that he just made. Because like... If they were out of like chicken or out of avocado or something that perishes and has to be like restocked frequently, f fine. I get it. that shit. You know, you know, that's poor planning and your manager should probably fix that. But like, OK, shit happens. I get it. But rice is something you can stack in bags to the fucking rafters of your building. 
how can you, how can you run out of rice as a Mexican restaurant? <laughs> also, did nobody else order a rice dish at a Mexican restaurant? That was the thing. After I accepted that this man was not lying to me and that rice, you know, the they were genuinely out of rice, my brain immediately then was like, how the fuck did you guys get through without any rice? That's crazy. My dad and I went to uh, a, a well-known uh, chicken wing chain. So we go there and we get seated and, you know, place is busy. It's first, you know, like I said, it's like third day that it's been open. And we go to order and you know, my dad and I like chicken wings. We usually just get hot chicken wings. Uh, uh, no, we don't have, um, we don't have that. I'm like, all right. Um, all right, let's get this, uh, the, the Asian hot flavor. No, we don't have that. Okay. Can we, can we? Get barbecue? No, we, I'm sorry, we don't have that either. At this point, why don't you tell me what you do have? What 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 fla- what flavors? We're we're trying to get bone-in wings. What flavors do you have? Oh, we don't have bone-in chicken wings. <laughs> okay, all right. Can we have the hot boneless? <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't have that. This is like the cheese sketch from Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, very much. And so, like, after she says, we don't have that on the first boneless, she's like, do you have boneless wings? She goes, no, we don't have boneless wings either. The soda machine's working great, though. Why are you open? Yeah, and so, like, I, I look at her and I go, are we not in a Buffalo Wild Wings? Is there not wings in the name of your restaurant? Are you not infotained? She goes, yeah, but we have, like, sandwiches <laughs> and stuff. And so, like, my, we, we, look, we look back at the menu and they have, like, a Reuben on there. And I like Rubens, and so, like, I have the Reuben. Oh, we don't have that. We went through, like, I swear to God, like, 11 fucking things before we finally found That's something. when you flip the table and leave. Yeah, no, I would not have made it that far. Like, I, the two things we don't have would have sent me away from the Pollo Loco. At, like. at, 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 at some point, it became like a comedy skit. Like, both my dad and I were like, are you, are you shitting me? This is actually happening. <laughs> I think at that point, it being a new restaurant, she had, uh, she, she was a... Uh, like thousand yard stare at that point she had seen some shit and was only able to answer yes or no questions at that point or earlier that day someone walked in and ate 200 chicken wings and that's why they didn't fucking have any and she saw that she saw the gaping maw (laughs) and then when he was done she's like are you ready for a check he's like no bring me the rubens (laughs) i want to put in a plug for my youtube channel Okay. Do you have like copy that you're gonna do? No. This is it. <laughs> so hey, wait. Yeah, no. Please make this the plug. Just him going. I want to do a plug for my channel, and don't mention the channel. Have any of you guys um, done anything like uh, on the internet that you know creatively that you'd like to? I don't know. Introduce to people. I don't know. I think I have a YouTube channel. It's not very good. The, what's it? It's. I managed to snag the users. It's youtube.com slash user slash frack truck games. All one word. And what happens there? Well, uh, I, I occasionally will put up something. Mostly it's just me talking about things and stuff. Like uh, your extensive career in self-promotion and marketing, I'm guessing. I'm great, aren't I? <laughs> this is why I, I am in a sales career. A high, high-pitched, frenetic sales job. No, I have a podcast of my own that I do with my friend Mike, and right now I'm running a long play series of Star Control 2 at Patrick's behest. Because it's rad.
Yeah, but I'd like more people to see that stuff, so that's why I'm asking. I do like your your uh, commentary style when you're doing games like that. Is very like it's what I imagine other people's internal voices. It's just like, okay, we're gonna do this, and oh, this guy's an asshole. Saw that coming. So <laughs> that's how my brain works. I do. I don't have my my internal monologue often when I'm alone becomes an external monologue where I'm not thinking. I'm just vocalizing whatever thoughts are in my head. <laughs> have you considered alcohol? I have many times. Actually, not only not only for like your your gameplay stuff, but in the podcast too. I want you to be so drunk that Mike is just like, uh, so you know the Bloodstar <laughs> Beast. You're just like, shut we're talking up. about pigeons now. Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, what have you been doing uh, with your week? I think we all established that we did nothing but uh, go to go to movies. Uh, well, not much more than that. <laughs> wow, we got old and boring, guys. I, I don't want gravy. <laughs>